the DOJ targeting you and your neighbors instead of actually going after terrorists and stuff. The lasting damage a radical agenda could have on all of us. The Facebook whistleblower getting the red carpet treatment from Democrats and their media lapdogs. Why is that? Former Facebook employee joins me to expose while it's all just a trap for conservatives. We'll expose that we'll expose the left's entire plot. And from inflation, China, COVID, Afghanistan, Joe Biden has no idea what he's doing. He's not in control of anything. So who is in control of Joe Biden? Pete Hegseth's here to break down that colossal embarrassment. Plus, the game's up, folks. It's over. What one member of the squad said that should have everyone taken off the mask, get rid of them for good. <laughs> Just a quick note, by the way. Before we get started, a programming note here. An additional reminder that liberalism is a darn forest fire. Everything it touches, it destroys. Jobs numbers came out yesterday and they were catastrophically bad. No surprise because Joe Biden touched the job numbers and everything this guy touches, he burns to the ground. Second quick story before I start the show here. Bill de Blasio, the communist mayor of New York City, thought it would be a good idea to dump the program for gifted students because like every communist, he wants to make sure everybody gets an equally poor education in New York City. How to squeeze that in? Sorry. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming for the week. <laughs> Sorry. The left is terrified, and they're working harder than ever to shut us up. Conservatives, that is. You know, patriots. They hate us. The DOJ is using law enforcement resources and the Patriot Act to watch us, our neighbors, parents, moms and dads and stuff, you know, the real threats in America. People who choose to voice opinions in a public forum, you know, school boards and stuff. This comes with a massive opportunity cost. Look at this from the DOJ. This is incredible. Talking about a disturbing trend of what? Parents showing up at school boards to speak out because they don't want their kids to be taught critical racism theory because that's what it is. But do these people look and sound like a terror threat to the United States to you? is wrong with this picture? Is this agenda really about public health? You should be ashamed. Your actions have been despicable. It is clear you don't listen to our objections, but the world is listening. Look like a bunch of patriots to me, folks, assembling and petitioning their government. You know, like in the Constitution and all, the left should try that. There's an app for the Constitution. You can download it. I'm serious. Try it some time. Folks, this is the new American left, just like the old American left. Get used to it. When they can't win an argument, which is like never, they try to use government force to shut us down and shut us up. That's who they are. That's who they've always been. But parents and patriots are starting to figure it out. Here's how we fight back. The only thing to do is have a mass exodus from the public school system. That's it. Mm. Mm. We've been at these school board meetings. We've been voicing our opinions. We're writing articles and they don't care. So I, I'm like, the only thing left to do is to just peace out. Yep. Peace out with you, 100%. 
And for the leftists out there, and there are a lot of you, telling us, oh, the attorney general, he's just pure heart. He just wants peace and, you know, he wants peace and quiet at school boards and all. Do you follow the money trail? How it hits Merrick Garland? Did you see this article at foxnews.com? Attorney General Garland faces scrutiny over ties to his Zuckerberg-backed Ed consultancy amid critical race theory battles. Article is interesting. It talks about this company, Panorama, that had a $78 million investment of coronavirus relief that Fred, uh, Fairfax County Public Schools directed towards a welcoming and culturally responsive environment for students. Funding's intended to support equity, professional development. Sounds a lot like CRT junk to me. Yeah, you should probably look at that Panorama company and how it's tied to uh, the daughter of Merrick Garland, according to the report. It's just interesting. It's a pretty clear conflict of interest to me, but it's the Biden administration. Nobody gives a damn about conflicts of interest in the Biden administration. And it's not like the media is ever going to say anything about it either. I mean, they're full-time activists anyway for Biden. This works great for them. So what does this reveal about our country? Here's the first. There's a massive opportunity cost to this. If the FBI and DOJ are out there watching parents at school board meetings, that means that they're not watching actual terrorists at the border. Gee, why would we do that? Stopping child trafficking, drugs. You know, when I was in the Secret Service, when I was a young guy, young agent, I spent a lot of time investigating Treasury check cases. I always wondered, what the hell are we doing this for? We have so much more important stuff to do. I was just one guy. There's only so much time in a day you can spend investigating stuff. The second problem with this massive encroachment on civil liberties by the DOJ. Folks, the public's faith in institutions is entirely collapsing. Do liberals not see this? Fidelity to institutions is gone. People no longer trust the CDC. They don't trust Fauci. They don't trust the FDA. They don't trust the FBI. They don't trust the intel community. The press, that's a laugher. The press, everybody thinks the press is a big joke. Who are the 7% of idiots who say they do have a great deal of trust in the media, by the way? Check out the poll. It's right there. Just 7%. Who are those 7%? Nobody trusts these people anymore. No sane person. Here's the third problem. This is obviously gaslighting to target conservatives by painting them as domestic terrorists. Remember, back in August, remember this when the DHS labeled domestic terrorists as the biggest threat? Here's their bulletin. You can read it yourself. Domestic terrorism? What about foreign terrorists, Al-Qaeda, AQAP, ISIS? China, North Korea, no, no, no. Those dastardly domestic terrorists. Listen, I mean, obviously, nobody wants violence in the country. Obviously, right? That's pretty common sense. But that's the biggest threat? They've been setting the groundwork to flip the switch to target patriots for a long time now. These big government swamp rodents. And the media's been helping them every step of the way. Some members of the far right in this country have apparently decided they will resort to intimidation and in some cases even violence to get what they want. Sound familiar? Sort of like an American Taliban. The GOP went in 20 years from leading the war on terror to now leading the defense of the January 6th terrorists and that's where they are as a party. What's new is the introduction of white nationalist terrorism that is on the rise in America. 
And of course, the media crushes civil liberties. God forbid parents assemble and petition their governments or school boards. But when that doesn't work, the media sends their army of fake fact checkers. These idiots are hilarious to defend Biden against charges that he's targeting American citizens. Check out this humiliating, embarrassing fact check, probably the worst I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot, from AP. Posts mischaracterized school board organization's letter to Biden. We read the post. They're claiming that, yes, this is false, that they were gonna they were gonna label these people domestic terrorists. AP's assessment is false. Read the letter. It's in the actual letter. You can see it. It says comparing them to domestic terrorists. Can you people read at the AP? You would think, you know, reading, it's fundamental. Remember the PSA? Reading comprehension, it was on the SATs, right? Can you people read? What a laughing stock. So how do these people establish, by the way, the government who's targeting domestic terrorists, who a domestic terrorist is? Well, I'll answer the question for you. I'll save you the time. The answer is anyone who disagrees with Joe Biden and the left. Up next, have you ever wondered who's in charge of Joe Biden? We get in trouble with my, my staff. I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. I'll take your questions. And as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. So if Joe Biden's not in charge of Joe Biden, then who is? Well, ask Pete Hegseth coming up next. I'm going to get in trouble with my, my staff. I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble with staff. I don't do this the right way. I'll take your questions, and as usual, folks, they gave me a list of the people I'm going to call on. I'm leaving out a lot of people here. I apologize. I'm going to get in trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. Who, who's always giving this guy lists? Okay, anyone? Production team. Why is this guy always getting lists? Who is in charge of Joe Biden? Certainly doesn't feel like he's in charge of anything. Including himself. Joining me now with his take is Fox and Friends weekend co-host Pete Hegseth. Pete, as always, thanks for joining me and taking the time. I appreciate it. You got it, it. Dan. For uh, sure. Pete, the guy has the nuclear codes. Yeah, someone's always giving him lists, Pete. Who's giving? Now, listen, I watch you. I've, I've been on with you forever on Fox and Friends. People don't hand you lists. You just do this show. Who's no. always giving this guy lists, man? What's the deal? Well, first of all, listen, he's the guy who uh, got to the White House by hiding out in a basement, right? So he avoided yeah. any yeah. scrutiny whatsoever, and he was helped out by the media because they didn't ask him any questions, and they covered up everything. So he didn't have to go anything to go through anything to get there, which means once he's there, just maintain the office enough so that Obama's third term can proceed unimpeded. Because what you have is a group of people, whether it's Susan Rice, whether it's Jake Sullivan, Ron Klain, others, who have an agenda an extension of a fundamental transformation of America, and they have a useful vessel. And, and, and in the media, who else is in charge? Comrade Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and let me tell you why. She's driving the agenda. The White House knows they have to listen to her. You know who else listens to her? Chuck Schumer, because Chuck Schumer doesn't want a primary race in New York. So now he's become the ultimate partisan as well, which he already was. So the only person who's not in charge is Joe Biden. And when he does throw down and make a decision, 
It's a decision like Afghanistan, which we know he, he was the one that effectively said, it'll be August 31st, no matter what, and we saw how that turned out. So they can't turn actual decisions over to the man. Instead, they tell him to read talking points in a fake, that the ultimate aspect of this is this new fake White House they've set up in a shed on the White House complex right. where he can play president Literally. while reading off of a teleprompter. Literally, he could be in the yeah. White House where all presidents normally are. Instead, he's on a stage reading teleprompter proctor off of lists they know he can't talk otherwise because he's lost you know that's the best point you made a lot of great points but the best point you made i hadn't even thought of is when he's forced to make a decision he's the commander-in-chief like on afghanistan when he's forced to the decision is always wrong they run political interference yeah. for him otherwise um let me get to this i was so i was watching the network um earlier in the week and there was this dr quay on with martha talking about the Wuhan lab. Pete, I just want you to listen to this and just get your reaction. I think China's got a lot to lose. I'm worried about them in Taiwan. But listen to what he saw in this Wuhan lab. I had to turn the volume up, rewind it, and say, did I hear that right? Check this out. I have gotten inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology in patient specimens in December 2019. What I found there was that the lab was contaminated with Nipah virus research. That's about two years ahead of SARS-CoV-2. Now, Nipah virus is 80% lethal. So this is not, you know, if, if you didn't like the pandemic that was just 1% lethal, this thing they're working on in December 2019 has an 80% lethality. It needs to be stopped. So. I got a couple of things I want to ask you about about China, given your background in national security and the military. <laughs> but Pete, did you hear what that guy just said? He's like, and he said it, the yes. doctor, he said it very casually. Like, yeah, we looked at the lab and we found evidence of a virus that's 80% lethal they're manipulating. I'm dead serious. I had to rewind the tape and be like, did I just hear that correctly? Is this crazy? Uh, it, who, who, we don't know, but I, the crazy part is that you can't reject it. You really can't. These are the these are the communist Chinese. They've you know a couple of colonels there wrote a book in 1999 called Unrestrictive Warfare, which is effectively a, a principle that lesser powers use to beat greater powers because they don't want direct military confrontation. Now we may come to direct military confrontation, but the, and the White House right now wants to call it strategic competition. What China's doing is using every aspect of leverage, economic, a virus through denial, uh, ports ports around the world, uh, alliances that they're using, debt, indebted third world countries that they can then leverage. And then they look at America and we say, well, they knew Donald Trump was trying to hold them account for the China virus. Joe Biden is trying to explain it away and absolutely ignoring it. So if you see no consequence from something as horrific as COVID-19, and you've already studied other things and you saw that it worked, and your bag of tricks is not just regional hegemony. They don't want just charge, be in charge of the Pacific. They believe they have the most dominant system in the world, and they're building a military to do just that. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. And it wouldn't surprise me if an American officials knew that, which is why they're so hell-bent on covering up the origins of this virus to begin with. Yeah, Pete, it worries me. I mean, I had my AP history teacher in high school tell me the most dangerous people in the world are people with nothing to lose. And if China knows their you know, real estate market's going to collapse their entire economy, which is happening That's now true. and could happen, and then they know that this is going to get out, that they're working on deadly viruses like Nipah and COVID-19, you know, it really worries me if they cross that strait. I mean, we could be looking at World War III. Um, I want to get to this on a bit of better news. You then and you need I need a good, convenient be... foreign, foreign war. You need a good, convenient foreign war then. That's exactly right. Right. 
tail wag the dog. I mean, and they're, they're not sane right. communists by nature. But you and I will be at the Patriot Awards, which actual great people there. You will be hosting. It's our Amazing. third one, right? I was at the first one last year. Was yeah. was uh, digital due to Corona. You can get tickets at foxnation.com slash Patriot Awards. Um, what are you expecting this year? The same thing we got that uh, last couple years. It's going to be true amazing. American Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's in Hollywood, Florida, but it's the exact opposite of Hollywood. You, we will celebrate America and Patriots. There will not be a dry eye in the place. And the cool thing is, Dan, it's much more than just an award show. It's an event. You're going to be there giving an award, but people are also going to get a chance to meet you. Meet Tucker, meet Laura, meet Sean. I'll be there mingling out there, talking book signings. It's a, it's a, it's a festive event with tons of Fox personalities, and, and you're, you're not just going to love the event, you're going to love the whole experience. So I hope folks will check it out. It's a very well-priced, and it's November 17th, and we're going to celebrate America, and nobody better than you to do it. I'll tell you that. Foxnation.com slash Patriot Awards, folks. Pete, uh, thank you for doing it. I, I was there with you that first year and, and, and virtually last year. Awesome. And like I said, man, these are real American heroes, unlike these fake Hollywood types. So thanks for doing it. I'll see you there. All the way. Coming up, are we about to become a full-blown surveillance state? Let me answer the question for you. Yes, yes, we are. The warning signs from big tech and the Biden administration that sound like something straight out of China. Coming up next. Welcome to Fox News Live. I'm Ashley Strohmeyer. The clock is ticking on President Biden's economic agenda. With a deadline fast approaching, fellow Democrats in the House continue to bicker over how much money to put into the president's proposed multi-trillion dollar spending packages. Add to that the latest labor figures, which reveal America's workforce added only 194,000 jobs last month, about 300,000 fewer than expected. And despite the setbacks, the president insists the economy is showing, quote, Real progress. And former President Trump took to the stage at a rally in Des Moines, Iowa earlier tonight. A recent Des Moines uh, poll shows Trump's favorability is higher there now than it was during his presidency with 53 percent. The Democratic Party chairman says he'll remind voters the former president is, quote, bad for democracy, pointing to last January's right at the U.S. Capitol. I'm Ashley Strohmeyer, and I'm back to Unfiltered with Dan Bongino. Welcome back to Unfiltered. Hey, are we turning into a surveillance state here? Who's the Biden administration and the DOJ's taking cues from? China? I mean, he is the big guy, right? According to reports, Joe Biden, remember that? Listen, the evidence is everywhere. It should be a big, like, clockwork orange, eyes open, wake up call to everyone. According to Forbes, the Department of Justice is now issuing warrants based on personal search terms in Google? Did you see this headline? Government secretly orders Google to identify anyone who searched the sexual assault victim's name, address, and telephone number. Look at the end of this. At the end, this is really important. Another detailed in 2017 revealed that a Minnesota judge signed off on a warrant asking Google to provide information on anyone who searched a fraud victim's name from within the city of Adena where the crime took place. Huh? Folks, the Constitution's clear. You want to target someone for arrest or a warrant? Then get probable cause. Get a warrant against the person and produce facts. You know, facts and stuff so we don't just randomly start locking people up. We don't arrest someone in the country because they decided to search on the Internet for how to rob a bank. I mean, think about it for a moment, right? 
Say you're writing a movie. Remember that movie, Heat? Bank robbery scene. It's a classic. Everybody loved that scene from the movie. But here's a hint for all the big government totalitarians. It was a movie. That bank robbery didn't actually happen. So what if the screenwriter just punches in his Google or search engine one day? How to rob a bank? Is he going to find himself the subject of an arrest warrant if a bank gets robbed in his town? Don't laugh. These are serious questions. We got leftist totalitarians running the government now. Blanket warrants? Blanket warrants are the hallmark of just about every totalitarian, tyrannical regime throughout human history. Some of them don't even bother with warrants. They just lock people up for anything. Is that next? I better not give them any ideas. You know what's another hallmark of a surveillance state? They watch everything you do with your money, how you spend it, what you spend it on. They control how it's spent, how it's issued, everything. Nah, that wouldn't happen here. It's the great old U.S. of A. You think it can't happen here? It already is. I covered it last week on the show, and I'm telling you, it's one of the most important issues of our time. The dangers of a digital dollar run by the federal government. Look at this story from the Wall Street Journal. It highlights, in the end, some of the problems with this. And with a digital dollar, all transactions would be a matter of public record. Oh, no, no problem. You want Joe Biden sniffing over your shoulder about where you spend your money? They note that financial privacy would also be difficult to maintain. Do you think? And since the currency would be a liability of the Fed, the Fed could place conditions on its use to nudge users in desired directions. Want to go buy a gun, pack of stogies, maybe a pack of beer or something like that? Can't do that. Uncle Fed, Donald Joe, sniffing over your shoulder. Can't buy that, fellas and ladies. Listen, folks, you either believe in freedom and liberty or you don't, all right? The Constitution's not a suggestion. It's a foundational document meant to ensure big R God-given rights and freedom. It's not a pick-and-choose document. It's not a local buffet. It is a foundational document meant to secure big R, God-given rights, freedoms, and liberties. You either support it or you don't. It's not a buffet. It's not a la carte. Pick a side. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. Freedom of enterprise. And freedom is special and rare. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. To believe that together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. Gosh, I miss the Gipper. We can only have a voice like that again. Freedom and liberty, they matter. Pick a side. You're either for it or you're not. Still ahead, the media, Democrats and Congress, they're all talking about the Facebook whistleblower. But I'm telling you, folks, it's a trap. Don't fall for it. I'll walk you through their plot that ends with silencing conservatives. You really think we were set up? Do you even doubt it, man? I don't think we got set up. I know we got set up. Welcome back to Unfiltered. Listen to me. The Facebook whistleblower is obviously a trap. The Riddler's up to something tricky. Better let us handle this. 
It smells like a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> the media, Facebook, the whistleblower, and the DOJ, they're all setting the censorship narrative perfectly. Let's start with that 60 Minutes interview she did. Frances Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories. I never wanted anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. And I had seen how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high quality information on Facebook. It's obvious. Democrats are in on the censorship narrative, too. The evidence is everywhere. Here's Senator Ed Markey months ago saying the quiet part out loud. The issue is not that the companies before us today are taking too many posts down. The issue is that they're leaving too many dangerous posts up. Now, here's the very same Ed Markey just days ago with the whistleblower. So you agree that Congress has to enact these special protections for children and teens that stop social media companies from manipulating young users and threatening their well-being to stop using its algorithm uh, to harm kids. You agree with that? I, I do believe Congress must act to protect children. So one of the most liberal members of the Senate and the whistleblower both agree Congress definitely needs new rules. You still think it's not a trap? You really think we were set up? Do you even doubt it, man? I don't think we got set up. I know we got set up. Hey, I've got more. Here's Jen Psaki pushing the same censorship narrative that it's up to Congress to fix Facebook. Efforts to attract young users and negative effects on teenagers' mental health are certainly troubling. Our effort is going to be continue to uh, support fundamental reforms. Obviously, that would be up to the purview of Congress, but certainly uh, we view these as a continuing uh, in a series of revelations about the power of these platforms. But, but that's not even it. It doesn't even end there. Facebook itself is even pushing for congressional reform. You see the statement they issued? As if on cue. Just really weird. It's time for Congress to act, make societal decisions that belong to legislators. Uh, legislators. Could it be any more obvious that this is a censorship trap? If that's not enough, the left calls in reinforcements. Here's the embarrassing Don Lemon from CNN. Check this out. But I do think that social media, just like any other um, media company, especially legacy media and traditional media, there should be, they should, they should face some sort of consequences. And they should be regulated. That's just, and at the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be action. So just be honest here, please. The whistleblower is obviously moving the censorship agenda here. Perhaps Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire put it best while I'm with Tucker. A good general rule here is that when the media tells us about a whistleblower, the first hint that it's not a real whistleblower is that the media is telling us about it. Facebook, big tech, uh, the Democrat Party, the media, they're all part of the same system. Their issue, and Francis Haugen's issue, is that they're not stifling speech. Folks, the joke is on us here. Democrats just want to silence us. Give it up, kids. You're surrounded by dentists. It was a trap. That's right. And now it's all exposed. You're through. <laughs> joining me now to discuss is former Facebook intelligence analyst, Kara Frederick. Kara, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. 
So, Carrie, you used to work at Facebook. This is so obviously a setup here to censor conservatives. There's no misalignment of the message. The whistleblower, Congress, the White House, they're all calling for the same thing. Shut conservatives up. Am, am I reading this wrong? You are. You're reading it right, actually. This is a leftist strategy. I mean, the documents are damning for Facebook on their own. Conservatives need to focus. They need to focus on what those leaks actually said, the information within those documents themselves that were leaked. So don't give in to the editorializing that's going on by the media, that's going on by the whistleblower and her leftist handlers. We need to focus on what the issue is at hand here, and that's Facebook's knowledge of its own toxicity and and their willingness to even expand their pernicious behavior. You know, they got caught. They had that research in 2019 and 2020, in particular about teen girls and how toxic the platform was for these young women, and they still decided to move forward with an under-13 Instagram. Now, now that everything's out in the public, okay, we're going to pause. But in my mind, Facebook is uh, forging ahead uh, with all of their, uh, their toxic behaviors because yeah. they know what they're doing, and they want to grow, and they want to make more money. And did you notice, Kara, that everyone, Congress, all the leftists, even sadly some rhinos who aren't picking up on the trap, the whistleblower, 60 minutes in the media, they keep talking about misinformation. But you notice something very specific. They never define what misinformation is because they want it to be anything that, that, that doesn't align with their leftist worldview. That's my opinion on it. Oh, exactly. Look at what Google announced with YouTube uh, just recently, this past week. They said we're demonetizing any sort of climate change deniers. So misinformation is whatever they want it to be that day. It's a catch-all for information that the left doesn't like, that the White House doesn't like. They're looking at uh, the, the Wuhan lab leak theory, right? That was misinformation before. The Hunter laptop story, that was misinformation before. Talking about putting masks on kids and how that might not be great for them, that was misinformation. So whatever they want it to be that day, whatever conforms to the leftist ideological agenda, that's a misinformation. So conservatives, get your heads out of the sand, wise up to actually what is going on here. They're trying to fuse big government and big tech, and it's not going to stop, so don't fall for it. And last question for you, Carrie. I got about a minute left, but this is an important one. There was a big tell in this. Did you notice the whistleblower when asked if they should break up Facebook? She said no. She doesn't want to break up Facebook. They all want the government to be in charge of Facebook so they can police speech. She didn't want it broken up. That was a tell, wasn't it? Oh, exactly. It was any politically expedient action, especially a politically expedient definition of misinformation, where the government can get in there, they can uh, put the pressure on these tech companies to pull down people, individuals, accounts that they don't like. That's what she wants. That's what her leftist handlers wants. And yeah, that was a big red flag for me. Those documents need to be the focus. Focus on the pernicious uh, behavior of Facebook that was revealed by those documents. Don't focus on all of the editorializing that the media Media is doing and that this whole strategy is behind. Kara, thanks a lot for joining us. It's really valuable information. Appreciate it. Up next, folks, the economy's in the tank. We're hemorrhaging jobs. But don't worry, says Joe Biden. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months. Charles Payne joins us next with his take on just how much more our economy can handle.
No one making under $400,000 a year will see a penny in their taxes go up. Let's start with what I will not do. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. The reason I'm bothering to do this is I keep hearing on the press, Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody making less than $400,000 a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. Joe Biden promising the middle class he won't raise their taxes. I hope you don't believe that. Instead, he pumps trillions into the economy, forcing everyone to spend more on everything. So what's the difference? Charles Payne, host of Making Money on the Fox Business Network, joins me now to make sense of it. Charles, thanks a lot for joining me. Really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Charles, I always turn the volume up when you're on the air because you tell it like it is. <laughs> isn't inflation, you do, isn't inflation the most pernicious tax of all? I mean, one of the best ways, you know, to take money from people, plucking the feathers from the goose, is you can take it directly or you can just print it, spend it yourself, and then devalue every single thing they have. Either way, you get the money. It is insidious. It is insidious. It's, and it's so insidious for the middle-income folks, for poorer folks, there is nowhere to turn. If you've got to get up in the morning and drive a few miles to your job, you must do that. You have no way of getting out of it. So guess what? Those gasoline prices, which are up over 50% since Election Day, since Election Day, because President Biden declared war on fossil fuels, you've got to pay that. Uh, and uh, the grocery prices, everything else, you have to pay. So Americans, let me tell you, our real income this year as a nation has gone down every single month. It is amazing that you can even get a raise. You can get a raise, take that same paycheck into the store, come out with fewer bags because that's what inflation is doing right now. Charles, that's what worries me. I mean, the math here is, honestly, it's not complicated. You and I both like finance, economics, I get it, but this isn't complicated. If you get a 3% raise, you collectively bargain, and inflation is 6%, you're not making more right. money. You may be nominally making more money, but the real value of your salary actually went down. I mean, this isn't hard. People are seeing it. You know, we just got some data on a credit card use in August down precipitously. People are getting afraid now. And this is really a problem going into the holidays. People are really starting to tighten up. Uh, and it's just it's just one of these things. To your point, you mentioned all the money that went out earlier this year, another two trillion dollars. That money goes right back into the economy. You know, people talk about trickle down economics. There's no such thing. It's all trickle up. You give someone free money, they're going to run out and spend it, and it trickles up. But the problem is, so do these prices. Imagine being someone who's working really hard. You know, you don't want to get in a welfare system. You don't want free money. You just want an opportunity to take care of yourself, take care of your family. But everything that you buy is going up because someone who doesn't even work or hasn't had to work is driving the price up. So the country is getting split. We're all getting sad. You see, you see the president's poll numbers. They correlate yeah. directly with what's happening in the economy. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That trickle down doesn't exist. Thomas Sowell's had a bet out for years asking someone to find the trickle down theory. There's no such thing. But on to this jobs report, which was a total disaster. It was a nightmare. 500,000 expected jobs, only half, less than half, 194,000. Charles, how is it that the economy's opening up? Granted, we're still in the middle of this pandemic, but it's opening up. You've got open jobs everywhere. How is it that we can't find people to work? What's going on? The one word I'll use for it is it's heartbreaking. And one of the things that happened is we just talked about all of that free money. A lot of people are still sitting on cash. 
a lot of people don't have to go back to work. Now, some of it is, listen, I didn't work for a year and a half, two years. I, I kind of like staying at home. I'm looking in myself. I think I can get a better job. All of those things are cool. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. Remember all these years, raise their wages to $15 an hour. Well, guess what? Leisure jobs now are seeing a $2 raise year over year out on an hourly basis. No one's taking them. You know, so there's something deeper to that. And I think we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot as a nation. I really do. It's frightening. We can't let that happen. Yeah, I know. I'm afraid we're going back to stagflation in the Carter era. Charles, uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Always appreciate you your perspective. You Thank it. you very much. Okay. Hey, don't forget to check out Charles in his upcoming town hall, The New Investor Revolution on Fox Business, November 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Mark your calendar. Up next, what did Rashida Tlaib, Hunter Biden, Kirsten Cinema, and Dave Chappelle all have in common? They're all in our lightning round. Coming up next. Welcome back to Unfiltered. These people will believe anything Democrats say. But even worse, why do people believe the Democrats when the Democrats don't believe themselves? You're like, oh, wait, he's the one unmasked guy. Leftist Corona bros, wear a mask, check this out. But I don't wear my mask. I only wear it when Republicans are looking. Game over, folks. The Corona bros lose. Breathe a little bit. It helps. Hey, here's Hunter Biden hanging out maskless with potential buyers at his art show. Listen, folks, you got to admire the grift here. The Biden family, these are gold medal winning grifters. The Biden family, gold medal winning. You don't have to agree with their politics, but you got to admire the grift. Their grifting is A+. If someone had a grifting award, if there was like an Oscars of grifting, these guys get the statue every single time. So here's uh, Jen Psaki again with the assist on the Biden grift. This is just magic. I point you to the gallerist on uh, specifics of the restrictions that were put in place. Great, but what about the position of this White House? This is a president who ran on being transparent, and you've got... And we were very transparent about what recommendations were made to the gallerist, uh, and I would again point to them or the many times I've spoken what about that. What restrictions? What restrictions? He sold these five art prints for $75,000 each, according to reports. There's restrictions? And, 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 and Jen Psaki jumps right in with the assist. Right in. She's like the NBA leader in political assists. Listen, it's all a racket. It's all a grift. And they think we're suckers, all of us. Yeah, I'm not, and I know you aren't either. But the lefties are. Hey, you ever drive on the highway behind a leftist and you see that tolerance bumper sticker on their car? I've seen tons of them. <laughs> They're great. You got to love the guy who invented that sticker, by the way, considering that the left doesn't even tolerate people going into the bathroom by themselves. That used to be gross to follow people in with a camera. Remember that? That used to be disgusting. Not with today's left. Here's a bunch of leftist losers harassing Senator Kirsten Cinema in a public bathroom over our opposition to the Democrats' uh, grotesque porculus bill. And here's Biden without a shred of human decency, decency, not even defending her. I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. By the way, I have personal experience with this. My wife and I were harassed by some leftist lovely, lovelies while exiting the White House when Trump was accepting, accepting the nomination. Take a look at this. Yeah, you can intimidate me. You can intimidate me.
This one. He wants to but he can't. He's never angry inside. But he hangs my shit That's just who the left is, folks. And by the way, what the hell is George Soros interested in Austin, Texas for? See the story at Fox? He's pouring money into a campaign to impose reinstating police units? You know, he's also seemingly interested in a bunch of district attorney races, groups associated with him funded as well. Conveniently, a lot of these district attorneys don't seem to enforce, uh, don't seem to support law enforcement. It's almost as if they, as almost as if they want street chaos. Did I miss something? Am I wrong? And the last story, Dave Chappelle giving it right back to cancel culture over his Netflix comedy special. They're trying to cancel him because of, you know, comedy and stuff. And he said, hey, if this is what being canceled is like, I love it. He dropped a whole bunch of F-bombs in there after that saying, you know what? I'm not talking to these people. I'm talking to you. This is real life. That's how it's done, folks. The cancelers have an illusion of consensus. It's not there. Hey, before you go, remember you can stream the Dan Bongino Show on Fox Nation weekdays from 12 to 3 p.m., but that does it for us here tonight on Unfiltered. We'll see you back here next Saturday at 10.